Hi Clubbers, the following podcast contains adult content, so maybe listen on headphones if you're in public or around small children. This week at the clinic, we're delighted to be joined by our special expert guest, Charlotte Simpson, who's an accredited couples counsellor and psychosexual therapist. She's here to answer all your relationship and sexual questions. Hello, Charlotte. Welcome back. Hello. The quote of the day. Yes. Before we get into the clinic. Come on. Is a smile is a curve that sets everything straight by Phyllis Diller. Nice. Never heard of Phyllis Diller. No, it's a very uh, complicated name go through life with Phyllis Diller. Phyllis might Diller. Be, <laughs> might be a married name. Phyllis Diller. Phyllis Diller. Phyllis Diller. Okay, this is, this is such a good question, Charlotte. Are you ready? Of course you're ready. I'm ready. It's your job to be ready for these sorts of things. I have an anonymous question, please. I was in Are they all anonymous? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Are you surprised that they're all anonymous, Charlotte? Um, no. No, okay. Okay, she says... I was at uni when I became sexually active for the first time. I didn't realise it at the time, but I was quite loud during sex. I found out a long time later that my housemates had all been laughing and talking about it oh behind no. my back, and I was mortified. Oh no. I was very shy at uni, and it was never something I wanted to draw attention to. Now, even years later, I have a real hang-up about it, and I'm super self-conscious about that kind of thing. It means that I get into my own head, and I feel a lot of shame post-sex. Oh. Any tips for letting go of shame about that kind of thing and learning to put past embarrassment in the past? What a great question. It really it is. is. I really feel for this person because when I read it, I thought, you know, good for you. You know, she was obviously feeling really free and getting into it yeah. and, and enjoying herself. And I think that, you know, it sounds as though that the housemates were probably rather envious of her having, well, great sex. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Who uh, wouldn't you, be? But you know what? I think... What they should have done is one of them should have, you know, perhaps pulled her aside when they first heard it and, and said something. That probably yeah. would have, but the thought of perhaps them laughing about it for a, you know, a period of time. It's mortifying. Yeah, it's yeah. really, it's really nasty, actually. Yeah. Um, but I think what's grown out of this is, is lots of shame. Oh. And, you know, it's, it's obviously shame is something we all experience. It's a human emotion, but it's probably the worst. And it's, it's really debilitating. And um, I think what's important for this person is that um, they have partners that they trust and that they feel safe with uh, and they can talk to. So perhaps they can talk through that worry because actually their partners might really like it if they're noisy and expressive. Yeah. Uh, it might be a real turn on for them. Probably would be. So, um, you know, and... and, and and you'd think now they're sort of beyond the adolescent stage, you know, even at uni. I think, you know, you can say that the people at uni, if they're sort of on average between like 18 and 21, they're, they're still in their adolescence, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, if they've shed that sort of awkwardness, perhaps, um, you know, this person is thinking that everybody is going to be laughing and everybody's going to yep. be thinking those things. Yep. But perhaps they've all grown up a bit now um, to make things that, that, that might help. Um, uh, I would say uh, they could perhaps uh, play something like a white noise. Oh, what or, for, for relaxation? No, no like in no, the bedroom no, to while mask they're the noise. doing it. To mask. Oh, okay. So you can get white noise machines. They just make a hum, or you can get apps now on your phone. So uh, just you know, makes different noises that 
that might take away some of the, the back if you, if you know if they're in a building with other people. Yes, yes. Um, or a put one. a towel on, along the door, the crack in the door, so that the sound doesn't travel through the door. Um, play music, but I think it's really important that they are able to express themselves um, because the trouble this person said about it often means I get in my own head, mm. uh, and that is a hugely common problem uh, for you know anyone of any gender. Um, when it comes to sex, actually. And what really helps here is mindfulness practice. So really getting in touch with the physical senses. So when those sabotaging and distracting thoughts and feelings pop into this person's head, they're distracted from what's going on in the moment. So they're distracted what from the sensations that their body can offer them during sex and all the pleasure that comes with it. And what happens then is the blood flows away from the genitals. They might lose their arousal so that, you know, they're not really in it. So um, with mindfulness uh, during sex, one might tune into touch, you know. So thinking of focusing on temperatures, pressures, textures that they can feel on the person that they're with or on their own body. That's nice. Um, what they can smell, what they can see, what they can hear, you know, really tuning into that. Uh, and using their mouths and what they can taste and um, that can be really really helpful lovely great thank you what's the challenge of the day charlotte well i would say um the challenge of the day would be to uh, practice mindful sex yes <laughs> mindful sex i think we should all go and do that maybe some of us do it already <laughs> Get you in the corner, <laughs> all quiet. She's doing her shopping list. See, see you tomorrow for another clinic. <laughs>